0: That's right. That's right. We're back, right, guys? We are back. The inside edge with Kevin E, the Monster Millennial.
1: Oh man, it's good to have you back in studio, I sir. Know, it's been a minute. Good right? to have you
0: here. It's been way too long. I know. And I'm excited to be back, man. And this time we're going to be coming with a little bit more of an edge. We're the inside edge, and it's going to be strong and long, brother. Edgier. Yeah, edgier. And I talk call, call you the Monster Millennial. You know, I call you the Monster Millennial. Yeah, I love that. You're the only person that calls me. That's the only person I'm trying to really get it to know. catch on. Guess what I did last night? I gotta know. Okay, here's the deal. I had two millennials with me, and I was I called them the monster millennials when we were out working. Ooh. And then at dinner, they went. What's a monster millennial? So I'm gonna give you the definition of a monster millennial as we move forward here and kick this thing off.
1: So this can be a term that applies
0: to other people, not just me. We are logoing this thing, we're branding this thing, and you're gonna get the very first t-shirt, coffee mug, squishy ball, stress ball, whatever we get put out, and put the logo on. How do you feel about
1: that? All right, I'm gonna let this go as long as Everybody knows that I am the original.
0: You are the original. All right. You're the OG, the OG monster millennial. <laughs> Perfect. Nobody doubt it, right? You are the guy. Yeah. No, but you helped make the, the definition of it, and a monster millennial is a, a millennial that's a stone-cold hustler. <laughs>
1: right? That's I what know you what that, are. I hope that describes <laughs> That that's, that's fits cool. you, man.
0: How long have we been doing this, and you've been hustling this and doing it? Every day I see you, man, you're hustling. You're doing it all. You're wearing all the hats. You're running your, your business. I got to tell
1: you, man, that makes me – for you to, to say that about me makes me very happy. That's –
0: but I could die happy men. That's where it comes. I mean, you're the OG monster millennial, and I really do want the inside edge is going to be about life. It's going to be about businessmen. We're going to go through the seven areas of business, what we think that you need to go through as we do this. We're also going to talk about your business. We're going to do deep dives on that. We're going to deep dives on you personally, and this is today, really. I want to kind of set the stage on things that we're going to be talking about that sound
1: fair? That sounds good to me, man. <laughs> Business as usual. That's like, right.
0: You know? Business as usual, exactly what it is. And also, before we jump in and get started, I wanted to uh, say congratulations, man. Oh, uh, I was hoping you weren't going to bring that up. Put well, you, you didn't here. tell me. You said everything's off, nothing's off the table. So. That's true.
1: Nothing's on the table, but you're going to pull back the curtain a little on the personal life of the, behind the the monster. Have meledic. you told but anybody that? No, I appreciate that? that. Of course. Of okay. course. I
0: just want to say, I know you're proud of it. Of course. Because you told me. I mean, I was, I know you liked it because you put it out on Facebook. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Plus, you and I have been talking about this a long time. Yes, so, we have. I've been
0: kind of nudging you that way. Yes, you have. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Well, you know what? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, my son just got engaged. Oh, well, congratulations! A Alicia. year ago, I told you about Presley. She got uh, married. Very yep. cool. How old was so, son? Just out of curiosity. 27. Five, okay, so yeah. he,
1: he jumped on it earlier than I did. Smart man. A little bit. I think you
0: know. Well, he was kind of getting that pressure too, man. How long? So how long did y'all date? Uh,
1: three years. Okay,
0: three years. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you dates. I don't want to get you in trouble.
1: No, no, no. That's, I'm pretty good about the dates. August first, 2015. That was our, our oh, dating anniversary. You
0: so. are. It was very cool.
1: And how does that work? So once you get married, you know, the day you get married, then that's your new anniversary? Everything switches over? Do I still need to remember that dating one? That's what I'm wondering. I'm I think
0: wondering. you probably should write the dating one down, but do not forget the date. <laughs> that's the big one. Yes, that is the big <laughs> one. I'm going to tell you something right now. I speak from experience. Brother, make sure you don't forget that one.
1: I will not. All right.
0: That's the tattoo you get.
1: You remember how you were reminding me and nudging me about this before I got engaged? Yeah. You can just keep doing that about other pressing events. And I
0: will. Man. I'll, I'll guide you. I, much appreciated. Much appreciated. <laughs> well, at least you learn from my mistakes, and that's what we're going <laughs> to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this but that really and truly is what the inside edge has been about That's what my journey has been about here the last few years the last 30 years We've been able to build a methodology that we've been able to pick up and put down in many different industries And the reason I really bring up you being the monster millennial and what I feel like the definition of it is I know we have fun with it, but it is now today more than ever. Everybody is all about Making money being significant more time because we, everything's so fast now, right? Yep. We, get, we got access everything I mean, all the way down, you talk about my son getting married, uh, even when back in the day, my dad, something would happen. I'd go to my dad and he would be like, I would tell him, I go to my dad, my battery's dead on my truck, Paul. Can you come help me out? Yeah. I got a flat tire. Can you teach me how to do that? The other day, my son, not the other day, probably three or four years ago, my son had a a battery. My battery's dead, mom. And I was sitting on the couch going, yep, I'm about to be a hero. I'm going to get to go. (laughs)
1: I'm
0: going to get to go show my boy how to change a battery. And I kept waiting and waiting for him to come in the living room and talk to me. I kept waiting for him to come talk to me. And all of a sudden, he never did. And he t- the car, I heard the car drive off. And I'm like, he came back. And said, hey, bro, where you been? He goes, oh, I left. I said, I thought your battery was dead. It was. I said, well, how would you know how to change a battery? He goes, oh, I just YouTubed. YouTube? It. YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I just YouTubed it. And I'm like, man, that just, but it really started making me think about, I mean, you saying tip me off on those things. Now, life comes so fast, we have to be way more deliberate about our time and spending time with our family. And those organic moments that used to happen when you're teaching your son how to mow the yard or change a spark plug or a battery or whatever, those things don't happen anymore. A, a mom teaching her daughter how to put ice, mascara on or yeah. me telling my oldest daughter she needs to wear deodorant, you know, whatever. You <laughs> blink things, and they've accessed it instantly somehow already. It's all right here, bro. And, and that the attention span of a goldfish, they found out in 2015, is nine seconds, right? Yeah, that's I mean, right. Know that. The attention span of a human being in the same article, eight seconds. Because even right now, as we're talking, you're thinking back at something, you're going something else, somewhere else. And it's because now we have so much access 24-7. I'm
1: thinking so, that kind of bums me out almost in terms of, you know, I hope someday soon to be a father. And there are skills that aren't necessarily that impressive, but I like to think that you know I'm glad that I know them. Say my son or daughter has a flat tire. I'm like, you know what? I can show you how to change that flat tire. Is that like groundbreaking knowledge? No. But now that's not, <laughs> not even any good. They can just pull it up on YouTube and learn in, in nine seconds. They'll be at the, the car. The of a goldfish they can learn how to change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the same as the goldfish, they already know how to get the jack out, and put the, and jack it up, right? Exactly. But that's really good to know that, and I think that's really cool what you're saying there. To, to that, those things are super important. So we have to be more intentional about our time with our family. It's not organic anymore, as as organic as it was. Right. And I think that's really important for us to, as we as we go through life. And you you prepared that I'm a plan prepared. I'm going to get married in my relationship, with my wife my relationship with my with my spouse. That's what, that's what I should say, or significant other. My relationship with my children. The relationship with the people that work for me work for me that i work for we have to be way more deliberate about our time and that's that's just one of the things today we'll set the stage on all the seven areas that we're going to hit and we're going to hit them over and over again but the bottom line is and 100 percent tell you this the struggle is real don't kid yourself and we're not trying to be somebody perfect i want the inside edge to be about and i've said this on every platform that we released it on so far is the inside edge is about real life And the reason it's so successful is because we, me personally, have taken people that have impacted me, like Zig Ziglar, like my grandfather, like my father, real people, and I've put those teachings and that wisdom into real life today. So it's relevant, it's time-tested and proven, and it works. So the process that we use to build our procedures, not only with our companies, but also ourselves personally, we are intentional about what we do. That's why we live a life by design. I'm super pumped working with you, dude, because we're so the gap we have is, is big. The opinions we have are different, but we get along and work great together. So that's why that's the reason that you're here with me and I'm here with you.
1: Well that's how, yeah, I appreciate your wisdom not you know <laughs> as a successful entrepreneur not only for those entrepreneur skills but just the skills to be a better millennial because the two are not synonymous you know They're, they are separate entities yes you know to you're be right. a, a modern man you know isn't quite the of course I would like to be you know to a successful entrepreneur and having you know good business a good life good family to play on, along in that but it's not just about the business end
0: no it's not 100% as a matter of fact I would say most of it it's important to take care of the business. And there's so many things I disagree with about the what people are saying out there now. And there's some things I do, I do agree with. But just to, before I get back into that, I want to back up to one point. One thing's for sure you'll never lose as a dad. I mean, you'll always have is old man strength. <laughs> I hope so because I definitely don't have young man strength. <laughs> you, I don't know. You know what? Google it because it's a thing. They say there is an old man strength. I don't know if it's about leverage or what. I haven't read the article, but that's really true because my son was the other day I was talking about He goes, Man, I'll be out there. The only thing I have to come for you for it now, Dad, is getting like a spark plug or a lug wrench off. <laughs> he goes, I tried not to come to you. I tried, tried, tried. I beat on it. I do everything I did. I walk out there and just go, Pull it right off and I'm out of it, right? He just twist yep. it off. He hates that. So that's one thing you will have. So my dad is in the mid
1: 60s and makes me feel weak all the time still. <laughs>
0: I think that's so funny man. because my dad felt the same way that is one thing that's true across the generations But when you come to generational communication This is what I believe about Millennials and this whole I don't know we're jumping off millennial because the monster millennial thing But the whole thing I believe about Millennials the greatest leaders of our time of our country's history That's a powerful word right there of our home. There's been some great leaders right of all the history of America And I do without a doubt hundred percent believe the United States of America is the best place to be in the world. With all of our problems right now, it still is the best place that, that, to be, no I doubt. I agree. The, the greatest leaders will come from the millennial generation. And let me tell you why. Because there's going to be... Cause
1: that's interesting. All they, right. they you do got my so, attention.
0: I know. You got, they do so many. That's one thing we're going to do on this, this show. We're going to upset your status quo. Right, bro? Oh, of
1: course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Just must be, We're going to upset your status quo. And, and that right there is just one little capture. We're going to... Uh, little. Educate and validate we're gonna validate this right now because the Millennials can work so fast They can get that they have everything at their fingertips 24-7 the ones that turn back around and reach back That reach back for the greatest generation Out of the depression those people that reach back to the baby boomers that reach back and take that wisdom and put it into the power of Relevant things and that's the reason I, that's that's the reason I promise you that our, our company and our speaking and training company and that we've been successful because I don't bring people that are really good at just bumping their gums in front of the room I bring, it's really three phases, but I bring people that have lived the message. They've been, they know what it's like to struggle. They've been through the four S's, the stages of growth. Now, that's something else we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about a stabil- a survival. Some, You know, in your 20s, sometimes you're just surviving. You remember the refrigerator? Not being able to pay the light bill, and that's all I wanna do. Absolutely. We talked about that. You're like, man, the, last thing I want, the only thing I wanna do is be able to not have to go back home. When I got out, I did, would do whatever it yep. takes to not go back home, right? I'm still worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what keeps you going, man. There's things that... that... <laughs> I'm 33 years old. I'm still nervous. <laughs> so we're in survival mode a lot of times, right? And that's what we do usually. And it happens to go with our 20s, 30s. Not always, but sometimes it goes with our decades and our generations of us growing up. But the, in our 20s, we are in survival mode. And then we it's somehow, some way, not even intentionally sometimes, we become stable. We're able to pay the light bill. We're able to... Take our girlfriend or significant other out to dinner, right? Without even having to you know, worry about, if I can I pay for it <laughs> once a month, right? But then from stability, we move to success. And success is what you've been chasing your whole life. And you define what success is. Nice relationship with my wife, 2.5 kids, a white picket fence, a vacation home, college paid for. Whatever you say success is, that's for you to define. But all those three S's, and there's four of them, all three of those S's, the whole time you're trying to help yourself be, do, and have more. You're just trying to help your family be, do, and have more. But significance, and this is what legacy comes from, significance is when you help other people be, do, and have more. When you can be in position to reach back and pull somebody else up. The reason the millennials, I believe, will be able to do it because of technology, they're going to learn so much faster, and they're going to, because right now, what's the knock on you guys? Oh, they don't work, you're lazy, lazy one or two titles. Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I'm going to tell you something, bro. And don't get me wrong, there is some of that out there. But there was some of that out there when I was growing up. <laughs> When I have my Superfly molar, you say that. That's right. My dad kicked my band and said, "Boy, get out and go to work." And I was a worker. I thought, right? So they always think that. The gap is, and we define the gap a lot on this on on this show and what I do. It's called defining the gap as goal setting, which we'll jump into just kind of what it looks like, and then later on we'll take a deeper dive. But defining the gap into that, the difference is people my age and older are afraid of this technology. That's what it is. They're afraid of the technology, so you guys, and then you come in, you go, I, want, I want it fast. Well, you t- I wanted it fast, too. And then my 30 and 40-something buddy said, oh, settle down, whippersnapper, you'll get there because you're running <laughs> on the same track I'm running on. Slow it down a little, yeah. Yeah, we, can, we try, but here's what scares us. We tell you that, young whippersnapper, slow that down a little bit. You'll get there, but all of a sudden, you guys take action on it. And you're, you're all of a sudden coming up with solutions. And every person that, that I work for or works for me, because we do 360 leadership is pretty, pretty impressive. Level up is what we call it. When you come with me a problem, you come complain to me all day long. I'm good with that. But bring me a solution. Bring me two solutions for your problem. And here's what you guys do. Y'all do that. They don't realize, people don't realize, you guys take a lot of action because you start looking it up, researching. And you don't necessarily try to reinvent the wheel. You just want to put the coolest rims on your ride. Right. <laughs> and you do it. And that's what us, makes us afraid is that they're actually going to be able to pull it off, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but the ones that really embrace the wisdom of these older generation, old old gray, gray wolves like myself, uh, and older than me, believe me, I'm not the guy. You're never too young to teach and never too young, too old to learn, right? And as long as you can take that mentality and uh, keep your head up and stay humble, you're going you're gonna to be successful. And it's okay to be a little conky. I mean, not it's okay to be a little confident, not cocky, sure. right?
1: Sure, <laughs> I
0: agree, 100%. And that's a fine line. Don't kid yourself.
1: But there's also a difference between being, you know, you're talking about your fear of technology, and maybe that's more prevalent among the, you know, an older generation. But I don't think that's true. I think someone even my age, who's just at the end of 20s, early 30s, also has this fear of technology because you're at this juncture where it's like, God, if I don't keep up. All of a sudden, I'm getting pushed out, and you know the younger people, the you know who are just now getting into college, out of high school and stuff, they don't have this fear of not being caught up. They just assume they are, and they probably are. Uh But it scares me (laughs) that I'm you know I'm being pushed out already, and it's it's hard, it's very hard to keep up. So I think that fear of technology transcends, you know, many many levels of uh, current professionals.
0: It does. we well, got to understand, we all have those fears. And here is what I use: when I was in my twenties, going into my thirties, I can't wait to be thirty-something, so I don't have this these uh, insecurities and fears that I had in my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get to be thirty-something. Guess what? I still have the same fears. Forty-something, <laughs> I know. Then I have all the pressure of life on top of me, right? So the, they're always going to be there. You always have to move forward with that. I have noticed this gap of, of technology you are talking about. The thirty-somethings, or the early. Uh, Couples that don't have kids yet, they're sometimes out of the loop, out of the gap of technology because I'm in it. My two little twelve-year-old, my twenty-somethings, I'm up with them because they have all the technology and I have all the technology. So I really embraced it. I mean, the iPad changed my life. I'm, I was able to really. Oh, I'll
1: admit, free. There are areas of social tech you're better at than me.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, that's just because I've just immersed myself. It's, it's only hard to learn it, right? That's what you got to remember. <laughs> That's, so. There, but there is a gap there for some technology. There will always be things we can do. There's always fears and, and things. But when we become significant, and you don't have to be rich to be significant, you don't have to, have, but that's when you help other people be doing, and having and to lift them up and bring them back to the deal. That's why I'm excited about the millennials because I have been able to really, uh, not, I haven't been able to, you guys are still willing to take the shot. You know, when you get a little bit older, some people aren't. You know, a guy's 50 years old, he's like, man, do I, do i really go for it you know and they got these young kids coming up they know all this stuff i mean i i'm starting regret i look back i could have done better that's what happens when you get up in that you know 50 something that you want to be significant and have i been and am i being because then it becomes about time i'll spend a lot of money to get time yeah that's the most important thing 84,000 seconds in a day right and you can't get them back when they're gone and you start realizing that when the the hourglass starts trickling down a little bit more but you guys are willing to take the shot. When I throw something out there, you're willing to try it. You also push against it. And I learned that way. That's how I learn. as far as uh, educate and validate. We're going to do a lot on this, this show. Over the next however many we do these for the next few years, we're going to learn to do a lot of educating and validating. And I've done a ton of that. I've done that today with Grace. So we're talking back and forth. She was asking me, I feel bad about asking so many questions. No, that's how you learn. That's how I learn. You teach me when you ask questions, right? Yeah. And you come back in to me, you and i bantered back and forth. And I've, I've walked away with some really good things that I've implemented in my business and even with my children. So I'm very grateful for you for that. That's, so that's a great a point way. you
1: just made, though. You're right. The questions are advent chases for everyone. That's right. Because the more questions people are asking, you know, the more it's making me think about it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. That's we Upset somebody's st- upset status quo. So what we're going to do through this whole deal, we're going to cover things like what we just talked about, the four S's. We're going to talk about your self-talk man that we just talked about that too man you tell yourself oh man i'm worried i'm I'm losing it because these young whippersnappers are coming up absolutely but they don't know what you know right they don't know what you know so you just got to remember that and you got to be confident not cocky like i said earlier and there's definitely a fine line between that i had a coach and that uh, coach tom talley we talked about this we were talking about it earlier week he walked up to me and he says michael ray to play quarterback you got to be confident not cocky and there's a, but there's a fine line, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't telling me that because I was confident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you were picking, reading between the lines. Yeah, and you I'm pretty even, sure. Uh, yeah. And he said the difference is real close, though. It's a fine, and some people can't tell the difference. But when you're immersed in the team, you can tell those things because a cocky quarterback says, watch me. I can do it. I need the ball. The last two minutes of the game, I'm going to take it. I'm going to win the game for us. I'm always going to be the guy. A confident quarterback knows that he can be that person. But he also has a very good belief in the game plan that the coaches put together. He believes in his line. He believes in his defense to get him the ball back. And he does know and relishes the fact humbly and quietly that if it's the last two minutes of the game, he wants the ball in his hands because he believes that he can help his team win the most. That's the difference between being able to sustain something and also being confident in building a foundational business. Because what happens to a young, people is a young business owner, I wouldn't even say young person in age-wise, I'm talking business-wise. When you get a business and you, get, you have some pretty quick success, you can get a little cocky, When it actually works, and it's your baby. Man, you get a little cocky, and then that's when they—that's when you start getting out of balance a little bit, and your ego gets a little too big, gets above your character. Because ego is good. People always talk about, oh, you don't be so ego. You have too big be ego. Don't, don't have such a big ego. The reason you've been successful and are sitting where you're sitting right now is because you have an ego. But the reason you have been able to sustain the success is because of your character. It keeps you in check. You stay humble. You check yourself. You go through the checks and balances. You understand you don't know it all. And you also go through your business plan to find out how does my marketing plan look? What's my brand alignment? And how is my sales pitch? Do I have a process to build the procedures operationally? Do I know if I need to sweep the floor from the front to the back because the wind blows underneath it? And have I done all that on your operations manual? And then stewardship have I been good with the money? Am I doing the right things with it? Am I taking enough home? And am I leaving enough in the business? Because when you start growing, this is one of the biggest things mistakes new new business guys make ever. And we're going to dive deep into all the things I'm talking about. But the biggest mistake a lot of them make is you have a 3-year plan and it works great in your business. And all of a sudden you overexceed with well, that extra money, you take it home. And you want to be hey, I'm I'm the I'm the hunter, right? Look, mama, let's buy you a new car. Let's get that bigger house. And all of a sudden your business starts growing, when well, your business plateaus and you hit a roof, you need to hire some cuz you're wearing all the hats at that point, right? You need to hire somebody to come in and run in the business. Then you run the business, but you all of a sudden can't hire that person because I need to take that money home because I'm paying myself that salary. You got to be able to leave the money in the business, just take enough home and wait five years instead of three. Because when you need to start paying somebody, then you start working on the business and take one of those hats off. You can really drive your business and go to the next level. And that's what happens to a lot of young people. That's one of the young. And again, I don't mean young person, somebody young in the business. So that, that's another thing we're going to dive into on that. We're going to learn how to define the gap, which is my goal setting uh, program that we talk about. And defining the gap is when if think about it in your mind's eye, if you have this whiteboard and you have a little bitty stick figure down there, you draw you. Then you put at the very top of that whiteboard, you put what if. Now, I know it's not possible, but what if it was possible? And then between that that white space, that's the gap. And I want you to write the reasons on that. And we're going to deep dive into this some other time, but I want you to write the reasons you can't do it. Not the reasons you could, the reason you can't. Money, time, family, other job. You know, all the reasons you can't. And I want you to block those up. And those obstacles turn into stepping stones because as soon as you block that one out, the biggest thing you have, I want you to tell me, what if we could fix this one problem? And then we're going to start diving into that to fix that one problem. And then when you fix that problem, you go to the next. Because you can use I,
1: me as your guinea pig. We can do this like as an in studio exercise. <laughs> like I'll get a whiteboard behind me and I'll start putting
0: this stuff down. That's one of the things I'm really excited about because I, I
1: would love to. It's, it's very beneficial.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what I want, man. That's, so we're that's really going to dive into like a series of this stuff, and then so when you're looking at the seven areas that we're going to talk about, when if you are in the business or even if you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur, like working as middle management. I, we've got something for you if you want if you're a ceo and you want to understand what your marketing plan look like when you go talk it if you want to understand what your sales process is and what's your process to build your operational and procedures manual because we do everything with the process that's our foundation we're going to talk about all the things we do is the process of the procedure leadership we're going to talk about i think called level up leadership our sales is called 2020 sales process it's a real clear vision of how to communicate in our communication piece the edge uh personal the personal uh, assessment is man that thing right there is transformational in nature we're excited about it so uh we're gonna have a lot of good stuff man i'm pumped
1: i can't believe we already almost
0: killed a whole new a whole
1: nother show really really like, yeah <laughs> dude i'm like
0: this i'm not even, i'm like i'm about to get into my third thing oh <laughs> <laughs> i am making my notes on my got ipad some time left. i mean we're already about
1: 25 minutes like I, yeah that's that fast.
0: killer man well, I'm sorry, I just kind of started talking fast. No, I no, speak- no,
1: that's good. I, I told you we'd take a break if I needed to, but there yeah. was no spot there where I wanted to break up. I wasn't taking a so breath. I didn't want to break up the action at all.
0: <laughs> well, I speak about 380 words a minute with gust up to 550, so I can get a lot of words in. <laughs> Perfect for,
1: for being in the studio. <laughs> well, I'm
0: going to leave you with this, brother. You got four stages of growth right now. Then we'll, we'll get out of here, and then we'll start next time, and uh, we'll start diving into something. But there's four stages of growth. There's... Of when you're as you're moving through your life or moving through a process of like somebody goes to work as a, as a salesperson or if they go to work as an accountant if they go to, whatever they do when they're just starting out it's uh, unconsciously incompetent so I don't know that I suck <laughs> at this right that so I'm gonna go try this I'm gonna get involved in this I'm gonna do this and I, I'm just unconsciously incompetent and then as soon as you start doing it you realize you're not very good at it so you're consciously incompetent yeah you realize that <laughs> this is a lot harder than I thought it was yeah. And at that point, you have this fight or flight kicks in, right? Am I going to do something or not? Well, then you get some help or you find some procedures or you let yourself just exist in an area that you want to be in. And then you learn how to collaborate and then you find the best guy and you learn how to compete. And you don't have to be the best, but you have to give me your best. When you decide to do that, you start learning a little and you're consciously competent. I start. I'm pretty good at this. I've closed a sale. I've made a relationship. But you're never going to get, gonna get there
1: if you don't have that ability to say I suck at this. Yeah. Sometimes you know you
0: got to admit. It. That's right. When you realize it. When you realize it. When you get hit in the face. That's when you say, Hmm. Wait a second. That hurt. That was painful. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and we've done a lot of that. But then the, the one point you get to after you've had your ten thousand reps, and you've done your muscle memory the right way. Because when you're hitting like hitting a baseball. You can just do 10,000 swings, you're not gonna get it done right. You have to do 10,000 of the right swings. And then eventually it becomes muscle memory. And that's called unconsciously competent. You're so good at it, you don't even know it. So that's right, that right there is we're never, we never arrive though. I'm more back on, I know I'm pretty good at some things. I know I need to work on. My best days, without a doubt, are ahead of me. And when you decide that you wanna do that, you'll really start winning. And that's what it really is all about, is winning. And you gotta learn fast and win. Amazon. Says this, we gotta fail fast. So they say, put money into something, try it. If it sucks, kill it quick. Well, instead of failing, how about I got one? Let's just learn. Because if you learn, it's not a loss, it's a win. So yeah. let's learn fast and win. And I've been saying that a lot lately, and it really kind of upsets. They're like, well, what are you talking about? Because when you can upset somebody's status quo, and you say, I got, you know, we're learning fast and winning, baby. Uh, they're like, open. They're open for uh, learning, but more importantly, retention. They'll listen to you, right? So it's pretty good so when you go out next week let's win what's important now take your win list we talked about that a long time ago at your to-do list we'll jump in next time when we're going to open up with the win list but i got to tell you man feels good to be back feels right? good to be right back <laughs> in this <laughs> yeah. chair i'm pretty excited about it i agree man it feels great yeah so it's good to see you brother look forward to next time and remember this always be nice people will not always remember what you say but they always remember how you made them feel see ya